Welcome to Future Perspectives, the Locarno Film Festival podcast presented by UBS. I'm your host, Gabby Sanderson, and I'm here to talk with international film stars, upcoming talent, and industry game changers. Over the Future Perspectives series, you will discover secret stories and inspiring perspectives on the future of cinema, culture, and society. So let's begin. This is Future Perspectives. Juliette Benoche, welcome to Future Perspectives. It's the Locarno Film Festival podcast. Uh, what a delight to sit down with you. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's not your first time here in Locarno, is it? It's my second time. Yeah. Uh, I came for Sils Maria mm -hmm. uh, eight years ago, and uh, here I am now. You have had such an incredible career, and the journey began for you in adolescence and I wondered when you started off with your acting lessons can you remember any teachings that you still carry with you through to today? I have one teacher who said to me uh, the astonishment and the resistance they're the two main words that you have to remember in acting and I remember Vera Gregg, she, she was more into the freedom, freeing yourself and going through all the colors that you can possibly invent through acting, pre preparing before starting to shoot. I remember my mother was more about articulation, so we would do a lot of exercise about that. I mean, all the teachers I had were... Um, inspiring to me and they're still inspiring and I work also with a, a acting coach her name is Susan Batson even now yeah yeah wow well because then you have time to prepare and it's a wonderful place where you can try things and there's a therapeutical side of it as well mm. uh, in analyzing uh, the character you're playing as well as yourself, how you link things, in, in, you know, within yourself. So mm. it's wonderful to be able to do that with someone, but uh, not always. It depends. I don't have a recipe, you right. know, of preparation before acting. I, it's uh, it's yeah. a more... Well, you play very different characters. Right. So I'm sure there can't be the same yeah. recipe, but both of your parents acted as well. So mm -hmm. it kind of runs in the DNA and I can't help but think being born in Paris and living in Paris, there's, you know, you're surrounded by art. So... That must be quite inspiring too. Yeah, but also you have to have that in you, the need of arts. Mm. And not everybody has that. So you can be born in that kind of family and not be interested. Yeah. And I was happy that I loved everything that my parents were proposing me. Uh, it was music or reading or, you know, acting or going to see um, shows from in Anything yeah. that was, you know, related to arts. Yeah, because you dance, you paint, you write, not mm. just the acting. It's not because you're born in a family that it's going to happen. That's what I mean. It depends okay. on your sensibility mm. of your, your needs. Mm. And you come in the world with some needs that, that are quite different sometimes from others. Mm. It's the way it is. Yeah. And then starting off your career in France and establishing yourself there, was the dream always to be international? Because, you know, many, many could stay in the country where right. they are. 
I pretty soon wanted to uh, open the f borders, you know. Uh, I don't know why, actually. Maybe I wanted to expand very early on, and I started working on my English very early on. And I, don't, I didn't have any reference to that, in a way. Mm. Uh, not really, but there was... Probably because I need to breathe more. <laughs> no, you wanna, you wanna, you yeah. wanna be free from from borders. Borders are not natural. Land is not made out of border. I mean, you have the mountains, but you can cross the mountains. Mm. So the and also meeting other minds and meeting other educations, uh, that was also one of my dreams. Um, I am always so inspired when I meet people that speak more than one language and fluently. And I just, like doing your, your debut English film with Daniel Day-Lewis, um, was it, were you a bit nervous about? Daniel was not as famous as he is now, okay. first of all. <laughs> okay. He had made some films. Okay. I mean, he, he did uh, did uh, My Beautiful Landrette and another film. I can't remember the name now. But but just in, in general, doing, you know, switching languages of the first time in a film that, you know, is going to be seen. I would just find that quite... I'm, I'm always nervous when people ask me to attempt to speak Italian or French, you know. it's I just feel quite... Yeah, but what takes you as an actor, it's what's inside. It's not the language itself. It's what, what the need of expressing something specific, mm. whether it's this language or that accent or... It, it, it doesn't matter because it's a, t a language is a, st a tool. It's not the purpose. Right. So, but what's inside, what you need to express, the intention is the purpose. Yeah. And then you, you use the tool you, you have. Yeah. Even though I believe that words are very creative, you know, to, to choose the words you speak, you know, every day, in your life are very important because mm. they're not just words. They mm. are words. Mm. They, they become this powerful, creative um, possibility in your life. That's mm. why it's important to know what language you're using. But in terms of acting, uh, I think it's, uh, it's just a tool. Mm. Let's go to Paradise Highway, which is why you're here in Locarno. Transforming into a trucker. And the glamorous lady I'm seeing here in front of me metamorphosing into a trucker. Can you tell me about how you went there, how you yeah, got there? Uh, well, I had the same question before I started today. <laughs> so am I going to, I'm going to do it, uh, you know, I'm going to be able to uh, embody this. And I have to say that I met with this uh, amazing truck driver. Uh, her name is Desiree Wood. And she was the inspiration of the story in a way. Uh, and I got her, the, the director and uh, screenwriter. She really spent a lot of time with her and made some research for about, you know, it took like 10 years for her between the moment she started writing and the moment of shooting uh, uh, that long. Mm. So she put me in the hands of this woman and we went on a trip for about four days, sleeping in the sleeper. Really? And I really interviewed her to try and understand what, what was the need of being on the, on the roads like that and, yeah. and driving because it's really a male world. And you've got to be very strong in order to survive as a as a truck driver. And physically, and you know, even just when you stop at the the, the restrooms and everything to like yeah. freshen up, it's not pleasant, is it? At all. Yeah. I mean, you know, just being 
four or five days on that highway in eating that shit. I mean, yeah. I felt sick afterwards. I felt like I, I needed to eat yeah. Uh, yeah. tons of vegetables before <laughs> I went back to life, <laughs> normal yeah. life. And like, where do you shower as well? You no, know? you mean, have showers. You have, you have shower. showers and you have to be organized inside of your truck in order, you know, to get you know, to get, to have a little bit of a, of a life, you know, so, yeah. you, but. And it's, just, it's quite solitary as well, I think. It is, but yeah. you have the, you know, the radio that you can communicate, but there's a sense, because I met with other truck drivers, and there's a sense of freedom, freedom as well, mm. that they go on the road and they're leaving, they're leaving something and they, they're free to go. I mean, some are independent and some they're working for a company, for companies, so yeah. it's a different deal. Yeah. But when you're independent, mm. uh, then you can say yes or no to some, certain jobs and go into diff different directions. So they like that. Mm. Um, I heard this is, there's quite a shortage of truck drivers since the pandemic as well, just sort of zooming out globally. That's, I remember somebody telling me that. Um, can you drive a truck? Yeah, I do. You do drive a truck? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I learned. And I enjoyed it, I have to say. It's um, because it's, it's powerful. And so mm -hmm. you feel, okay, I can control this powerful thing. Mm. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and then the director, Anna Guto, it was her first feature, feature mm -hmm. film. Mm -hmm. So how was, how was the experience working with, with Anna? The first time I met with her, I liked because there was a, a sort of a fragility in her, and I liked it. And the fact that she was uh, sometimes um, having people being not trusting that she could direct a thriller, also because she's a woman and a thriller is more related to a male capacity as a film director. So I, I, wa I wanted to also go with her also because of that, but not mm -hmm. only. Uh, she had written the script that I found it quite strong. And, and there was an adventure. I mean, who would have guessed that a director would have, you know, considered me for a truck driver in America? <laughs> Nobody. So I felt if I want to, you know, have that experience, that I, would be now. I mean, you are one of the most respected performers. So I think that I think you're not giving yourself enough credit there. <laughs> Probably, and it's probably good too, <laughs> because you've got to be not so sure of yourself. Because well, if you're too sure of yourself, that doesn't work. You have to have, you know, this dot, dot, dot feeling that, you know, so you ask yourself how you're going to, how you're going to deal with it. And in order to make it happen, and you've got to put yourself in questions. Otherwise, you know, you cannot grow into something new. Mm. This is future perspective. So, how is the future for you? I think you'd like to keep surprising us in terms of what you're going to do next. Well, I've been since this film. I'm, I'm doing a TV show for Apple, uh, which is called The New Look. Okay. And I'm playing Coco Chanel. Oh, mm -hmm. very different to a truck driver. Okay. <laughs> so we still have uh, three and a half, uh, three months of shooting, three and a half months. And I, just before I did a film with uh, Tran Anung, who's a Vietnamese, originally Vietnamese director. He lives in France. Mm -hmm. And we've shot this about cooking on the 19th century. Mm -hmm. And before that, I did a film with Christophe Honoré. He's a French director who I played um, a mother. 
uh, in his film, and I really love his uh, him as a person, also as a filmmaker. So I was very excited to work with him. Yeah. So as always, lots to look out for. Uh, Juliette Binoche, thank you so thank much. You it's been much. an absolute joy. There's uh, only one thing left to do. Let's roll your closing credits. What movie have you watched most in your life and why? La Passion Jeanne d'Arc of Dreyer, Carl Dreyer. Uh, because Falconetti, the actress in, in the film, is astonishing mm. of truth. And she's playing Joan of Arc. And she has this um, inside world that is, to me, is, the, is just beauty. If you could have the Piazza Grande to yourself and some of your friends, what movie would you most like to watch on the giant screen? I was seeing myself having a little barbecue with friends, <laughs> but that's all you're talking about films now. Um, you can have a barbecue while you're watching it. <laughs> with veggies. Yeah. A lot oh, of veggies. A lot of veg. Um, what would I... A film that I haven't seen because I like to discover a new film every time. An old film will be Vidor mm. or Gr Griffith with Lillian Lee. And a new film, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's my one of my heroes, really. So any film with him. Okay. Uh, you're directing a movie about your life. What would the opening and closing scenes look like? Coming out of my mother's womb, <laughs> very literal, and on my death, on my deathbed, okay. probably <laughs> very literal. Okay, okay. What are your hopes for the future of film festivals? Well, films are here, are made to uh, nourish people's hearts and lives, and and. The idea of diverting, you know, le divertissement, as we say in French, le diverting from your life. I never believed in that. I always believed films have to be in a very specific, special, intimate place. Mm -hmm. And it could be comedy or whatever, but it needs to f nourish something in you. Mm -hmm. So, and I think in a way, festivals are created for that. Mm. to um, talk about films that are have less opportunities to be seen. Yeah. Uh, somehow against the more, the more commercial uh, side of films, you know, to make money and to to nourish people in the in the in the well, most uh, easy way, I would say, like. Yeah. So it, I just hope that people, you know, still go and watch films that are meaningful and that can they can learn something new or, you know, being touched in a way that they've never been touched or they've forgot about something inside of their lives yeah. so it can inhate in something new. That's, that's my wish. Yeah. I mean, f festivals are made for that, in my opinion. Yeah. Not only... Um, to uh, sell films or, you know, promote films. It's about this very intimate place that is special. When you read a book or when you, you know, listen to music, something that reconnect mm. yourself within yourself mm. or with the others, being more aware of the others. Is today's art 
shaping society as it should? I don't think that art should shape anything, mm-hmm. but open new places and and take risk of the new. Because we, where are we going to do the transition? How are we going to do this transition? I want to know about that. Mm. I want to be shaped. I don't care. <laughs> I okay. don't want to know, you know, I want, to, I want to, something to open up. This is the last question. What's the biggest challenge today for cinema and its place in culture? I don't like the word culture. Yeah. I find it um, heavy. I want to hear about joy. I want to hear about transformation. I want to hear about the love of, you know, but the truth of who we are, how small we can be and how, you know, uh, the, the, the different layers inside of us. So we learn more to, um, to invent ourselves, mm. to, f- to find ways to um, become more human. Mm. beautiful answers thank Mm -hmm. you (laughs) thank you thank you so much I really appreciate it and then you've got lunch now right (laughs) I hope you get a lot of vegetables yeah (laughs) thank you for listening to Future Spectives the Locarno Film Festival podcast presented by UBS If you enjoyed this episode, you can support Future Spectives with your review and subscribe on all the major podcast platforms. This series is created and produced by Brand Audio Media. <laughs>